Welcome, everyone, to our first interview of the I'm going to tell it like a TIA's podcast with your host, Jai Shields. I have a, I want to say special guest, but I have a guest on the line with me right now who I went to school with, um, good port, portion of middle school. I... Um, what would you call it? Shadow, I guess is what they call it. When you help them and show them around the school and see if they like it or whatever. And one of my closest friends on the line, I got Jackson Smith. Jackson, how are you today, pal? Okay. What, what up? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, anytime, man. Anytime. Um, so, week one of the NFL season, uh, Concluded this past Monday, happened uh, this past weekend. Um, give me your thoughts on the things that you paid attention to and things that you were disappointed in in week one of the season. Um, man, let me just say, let me just say, week one was a great week for football. I gotta tell you that right now. Um, that Sunday night game with the Packers and the Bears, man, what a performance by Aaron Rodgers, him getting hurt again and then coming back in the third quarter, uh, coming taking the Bear, Packers back um, to win the game. It's awesome, dude. Like, Aaron Rodgers is incredible. Like, I can't even, I can't even say it enough. Uh, Sam Darnold's an incredible performance against the Jet, against the uh, Detroit Lions. The Lions got smoked that game. Yes, like, when I was game, man, I didn't want to watch that anymore, dude, but like, I can't I can't say enough, man, Sam Darnold going off that game, Saquon Murphy getting his first career touchdown was like 60 right. yards, 70 yards, that was good, um, and then the thing most, it has to be, no, hands down, uh, the Buccaneers' performance against the Saints, 48-40. to 40. Ryan Fitzpatrick went off that game. Yeah, uh, Ryan, go ahead. That's the – man, that surprised me. I mean, Jameis Winston being suspended for, like, three games, um, that really surprised me, too. He got, like, 417 yards and then four, t- four touchdowns and then a 156 passer rating. Like, that's incredible, like, considering that – Jameis Winston is out for like three games, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick is smoking the Saints. Who's the Saints are like a Super Bowl favorite? They're the Super Bowl favorite, and the Bucks just smoked them. Just smoked them. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree. Um, first off, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, like you said, he was unbelievable in that game. He, That's why they call him the Batman. <laughs> yes, he is. He's a bad man. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Completed 66% of his passes, threw for 286 yards, three touchdowns, and that Bears defense vomited on himself. That's the only way to put it. After 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 our little our little, our little pal Mike Pitton, you know, his defense completely wet the bed, made Mitch Trubisky look like um uh, and. I gotta say, I gotta say, but the first half, Mitch Trubisky did pretty well. He did pretty well considering that um he did he got 171 yards, which is good. He got a 77.2 passer rating. Um, it's not terrible. I mean, the Bears looked like they're in control 
in the first half. But, um, you know, it's just Aaron Rodgers, man. He's carrying the whole team, uh, bringing it back, man. Like, I did not expect that at all. Neither did I. I mean, but back to that Packers defense. Gee whiz. I mean, they had Mitchell Trubisky looking like uh, – like. Uh, geez, what's his name? Uh, quarterback for BYU. His name will come to me. Jim McMahon. There he is. And yeah, yep. they had him looking like Jim McMahon the first half of the game Sunday night. I mean, that def- I am not impressed, let me tell you. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, yeah, back to your point. I mean, he is just unbelievable. He's questionable to play in tomorrow's game against the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Um, but I, here's one thing. I don't know if you t- took notice of this, Jackson. Let me get this one thing off my chest. The okay. fact that NBC was pandering and going on and on and on and on and on about – you would have thought that Aaron Rodgers was smart star leading the Green Bay Packers comeback in a 6-7 ice ball. I mean, gee whiz. I mean, I, I get it. He's Aaron Rodgers. But can, can you calm down a little bit? I mean, this is, this is week one against the Chicago Bears, not the 85 Bears or the, or the you know, not the, not, not the 85 Bears, the, 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 the 2018 Chicago Bears. I mean, can, I mean can, can we calm down a little bit? I get it. Aaron Rodgers. Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, like, what do you expect, man? Like, well, Al, I mean. Al, Al Michaels, I love. I like he's a he's a good he's a good voice but Chris Collinsworth man oh gosh Chris Collinsworth uh, oh <laughs> my goodness he he made it sound like that Aaron Rodgers was the second calling for crying out loud I mean that that is a joke um so he all right so your Redskins those of you who do not know uh, Jackson is a Washington Redskins fan hail to the Redskins uh, as they beat the uh, but they beat the Arizona Cardinals on the road in Alex Smith's red debut. And let me touch. Go ahead. Touch on that. So, um, so we were favored to lose this game. So I've been a Redskins fan for like ever, and so we were favored to lose that game. Uh, Alex Smith's debut uh, as a Washington Redskin, and then Adrian Peterson's debut as a Washington Redskin. And I gotta say, the Redskins were dominant. Against the Cardinals for sure, um, yes, their defense is incredible. Um, Quentin Dunbar, uh, he's a good corner. He's a good corner. He showed. Well, Quentin he showed, Dunbar had a good game. Quentin Dunbar had an awesome game uh, against the Cardinals with that interception, and then our rushing attack. How how we won that game? Part of the reason why the Redskins won that game was their running attack. Uh, Adrian Peterson, Chris Thompson. I, I like our running I like our running backs. I really do. Uh, Adrian Peterson, uh, Chris Thompson, Samaj P. Ryan, all of those people um, really impacted that game. And Chris Thompson, I'm glad he's back because remember um, last year where he hurt his – he tore his fibula right. against the Chiefs last year. And um, now he's back and – He's he's just so dominant. He's one of the most smallest guys on the field, but yet he can still he can he shows you guys how elusive he is on the field, and how he can just carry that he can carry that football. Um, Adrian Peterson he got ninety eight yards that game. Got a, his one thousand a year with a hundred a year touchdown. He got his uh hundred career touchdown that game, and um, so did so did ironically Kirk Cousins he threw for his. 100th career touchdown pass and his first touchdown pass as a Viking. You may continue. 
Uh, I I gotta say, I gotta say, um, I'm proud of Kirk Cousins, man. Two hundred forty-four yards, two touchdowns. Um, the Vikings are a good team. I I really do like the Vikings, and I'm proud of Kirk Cousins. Um, I feel like Kirk Cousins didn't get that opportunity as he have now when he was at Washington. Um, but um, but um, back to the Redskins. I think what Alex Smith had, what Kirk Cousins didn't was his leadership. I think he's a better leader. Um, some say, some might say that Alex Smith is a more passive um, dude than um, Kirk Cousins. What I want to see for tomorrow against the Colts, I want to see Alex Smith take some shots down the field, you know. So yeah. his last game, he was playing a little passive. I wasn't – I wasn't well, really – Here's the thing about Alex Smith. He's not he, – that's why they call him a game manager. He He's try, a game. He tries his best not to blow games, which makes it, which makes it yeah. But it can come with the hindrance because when when he was on the Chiefs and the Chiefs had a few seasons where they were talking Super Bowl, that kind of you know you, that kind of turns you off a little bit about because he's afraid to to throw the deep ball and take a chance where especially the talent that he had on his Chiefs team with Tyree Kill and others. They could have some of the time they could afford to take that chance, and I think if he was a more aggressive quarterback, there's the thing that kind of said Alex Smith is a good quarterback. I I told I told you and I told Brendan who was down on it at the time, and and it's come around and it's come around. I told him I said this Alex Smith trade was a good trade. He is a good quarterback. He's proven. He has experience. He has playoff experience. Has a few playoff games in his resume. And you know he's been around, you know, and and he's and he's done a, and he's done a good job with his career. The thing is, is that when like and Chris Russo said this on CSXM, he said this Friday. He said Alex Smith is good with getting you there, but he can't get you over the hump. The Redskins need to get there. The Redskins haven't played in a divisional playoff game. I don't know how long the Chiefs and the Chiefs had when he was on the team. He he's got he's got to get them there. See, Alex Smith isn't a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but he's a quarterback that can that can get you up, that can get you to the playoffs. And if you're lucky, or maybe he catches fire, we'll see what happens. But I was, but I was, I really liked the Alex Smith trade. I was, Brennan was down on it. I was not. I I, I love that trade of the because Kirk Cousins with the game on the line, week 17, winning your in against the Giants. In two thousand in two thousand and sixteen season, he completely laid a complete at home at home at, you know, on top of all of that. Late when the Giants had a playoff spot clinch and had nothing to play for, Kirk Cousins laid a complete egg and was a complete bomb and a complete disgrace. Not to mention in two thousand and fifteen when he had a home playoff game against the Packers, Aaron Rodgers made it made it made a complete fool out of him. I tell you one thing, Kirk Cousins is no Sammy Ball and, 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 and he's no Sammy. Boy, he's no Mark Ripon, and he's no Doug Williams or no Joe Theismann. I, I tell you, I tell you that much. And I gotta say, so the last time we've been to a playoff was 2015, and that was the year that um 
you like that Kirk Cousins uh, that comeback game against the Buccaneers that year. Uh, and, and Kirk Cousins is so overrated. I mean, gee whiz. I mean, we we gotta go do do somersaults now and throw a parade because he came back from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who outside of the 2002 championship finds ways to lose football games, and you want me to sit up here and, and, and sing kumbaya and sombreros to the sky over that dopey stupid comeback? Oh, give me a break, hey. gee whiz. But I gotta say, I gotta say though. But back to that trade though, I think the Redskins did a good job on that trade. It's a more, it's a better, cheaper option because for a second there, we were about to franchise Kirk Cousins for the third time in a row, four time, four seasons in a row, which is crazy. And our salary cap wasn't wasn't over the top, you know. So we were going to pay Kirk Cousins tons of money for a year, and so we couldn't afford that. But um, that Alex Smith trade was a good trade. The only downside about that was when I first heard the news um, that we were going to lose Kendall Fuller, and Kendall Fuller was one of our best corners for yeah. sure, Redskins. But um, it was a very, very smart trade, and I think Alex Smith is a better leader, like you said, a game manager. And um, through this for this game tomorrow against the Colts, I really want to see Alex Smith take those shots against on the against on the field. Um, we have a good receiving core. We have Paul Richardson. Uh, we have Jamison Crowder. We have Josh Doxson who can catch those 50-50 balls. Yes. And I think I think that um, Alex Smith should trust in his and trust in his receivers and take shots down the field. Right, and he's and he had to. I mean, Tyree Kill. I mean, we saw him when he was on the Chiefs. I mean, he was fast as anything. I mean, even Tyree Kill. I mean, gee whiz, did you see the performance he put up against the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday? I think, I think, I think the Chiefs will be a threat this year. I, I a lot of people were doubting Patrick Mahomes ever, ever including, since, including me, including me. Now he played well, but then again, it's week one. One, it's week one. We what to expect? But from that from that week one game, Patrick Mahomes really impressed me that week. Um, but he for really all the writers who think that the Chiefs are somehow going to the Super Bowl need their heads examined. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm reading a Sports Illustrated. You know, late Labor Day weekend, Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. What the heck are you smoking? I mean, oh my goodness gracious! Go pee in a cup and get drug tested. I mean, gee whiz. Yeah, that was, that was a little bit over the line. That was a little bit over. So the Steelers and Browns tied last my, Sunday. My. Oh, my goodness gracious. And Big Ben played. Now, granted, he threw for over 330 yards. But in the game, he was not. He was. Stephen A. E. Smith said it on first take this week. He said, he said Ben Roethlisberger isn't what he used to be. And he's absolutely right. He completed 56% of his passes, threw for one touchdown, and threw three interceptions. Uh, the, the, that, that's unacceptable. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, that, when you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and your goal is trying to win a championship for everybody leaves – Right, and before everyone leaves to go get a champ to win, before everyone leaves to go get their money, and your goal is supposed to win a championship. You can't be playing the Cleveland Browns week one of the NFL season throwing three interceptions. I mean, I'm sorry, you, you cannot under any circumstances win football games turning over the football. I don't care if you're playing the Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals, or or the or the Montreal Alouettes in this in the Canadian Football League. I don't care. 
you can't turn over the football, especially when you're Ben Roethlisberger and you got Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster sitting there. Can't you can't do it? And, and James Conner, who and I'm getting, we're going to get to Le'Veon Bell in a minute, but you, James Conner, who uh, 31 rushes, 135 rushing yards, and two touchdowns. I, I mean, they should have won this game. I'm sorry. I get. I mean, I get it. I get it. That the Browns, they should have won this game. And I got to tell you right now, um, I'm going to say it right now, the Steelers have to be one of the most talented teams in the NFL right now. And for, for them to tie the Browns, yes, won a game at all last year, the tie. I mean, if I was a Browns fan, that would probably be the most happiest day of my life, tying the, tying the Steelers. Not, not only that you didn't lose, you tied one of the most talented teams in this league, so I mean, I, I expected better. I thought the Steelers were just going to run on with it, but um, you know, and it ended up in a tie, you know. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I mean, that th- there should be no way on earth that the steel. I mean, this is a pro- and we and this kind of ties into to my point on Le'Veon on a Le'Veon Bell situation. The Steelers, you said they are the most talented team, which is correct. They are also the most undisciplined team. I, I have never seen a team play down to their competition the way they do. I mean, I mean, they played the great. I mean, four weeks, four weeks leading up to the Patriots game, they played a Sunday night home game against the Green Bay Packers against Nick. Hundley and I got Mike Tomlin telling Tony Dungy, "Oh, Patriots, Patriots, Mike, you you play the Packers. Talk about the Packers. They barely they. Chris Boswell had to make that field goal from 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 uh, Bill Cosby's house in Philadelphia. He had to make that field goal so long. He had they barely they they." You had to come up from a 17-point lead against my Bengals on Monday Night Football on the road when they almost lost. And granted, Ryan, the unfortunate Ryan Shazier injury, but still. And then they then they let Joe Flacco and the Ravens put up 38 points on them, and they almost lost that game. I mean, I mean the team is not buttoned up. So what happens is go ahead and they play the Patriots. They let Tom Brady march up and down the field. Now, granted, it's a bad rule, but still, I mean, they talk all this game and talk all that smack only for them to to get what they want, and then they still and then they still fall flat on their butt. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. And then they get, and then they get into the playoffs, and then again, what do you hear? Patriots, 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 Patriots. And so then, what they do? They undervalue us, underestimate uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Defense of Blake Boros, the same team and same defense that beat them to a pole early in the regular season. Earlier in the regular season, in their building, it's the same defense that let let, let, let uh, Leonard Fournette run all over them. Do the same thing in the playoff game. Let that defense create turnovers and score defensive touchdowns every single time we turn around. But what happens? They they let them do the same thing there, and then they like Blake Bortles of all quarterbacks. Put up all over forty points on him, and he plays like the greatest game of his life. Yeah, he really. Sit up here and hear, still, and hear uh, Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. I, I tell you something: the Steelers fan doesn't like hearing this, and Mike Tommy doesn't like hearing this, and the Steelers players don't like hearing this. But this is fact. I'm sorry, James Harrison is one thousand percent right. Bill Belichick 
is more is twenty thousand times more disciplined than Mike Tomlin is. I, I, I can't stand Belichick. The flating footballs, Spygate being being deceptive, not targeted to me. I, I don't I don't I don't care for Belichick. Even I got to give him this. He makes sure his football teams are buttoned up. I mean, you've never seen a, a Patriot. Now, you've seen, you know, suspended for deflating footballs or, or or Julian Edelman getting suspended for performance-enhancing drugs. Now, granted, Aaron Hernandez is the only example you, you can give me. I get all that. But you ain't never seen, you know, Steelers, you know, Patriots players getting suspended, getting caught two players at a time. You know, because they can't stay off the weed. And yeah, they coming up to smoke weed in the car headed to the airport, and then and then sit up there and ex- and expect the coach not to, not to notice and, and and smell of them being high. I mean, they're such an undisciplined team, and then it, it shows through the way they play. It, it shows they play and, down, they play down to their competition, and then and then they wonder why they they can't win. They haven't won anything in over ten years. They wonder why. So I want to touch on what you said earlier, Jai, uh, on the d- divisional playoff game. 45-42, Jaguars take that game. Blake Bortles, 14-26, and 26, 214 yards and a touchdown. Leonard, Leonard Fournette, 25 carries, 109 yards and three like, touchdowns. Like, like they didn't uh, – uh, what, y'all think that that, 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 that that regular season game was a mirage and it didn't exist? I mean, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about the Steelers. I mean, I, 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 I really am. I mean, come on, Tomlin, get – Talking about Le'Veon Bell, shut up! Nobody cares. I mean, I mean, I get it. I said so, and I touched on this in my first episode. But I get it. Le'Veon Bell, he's holding out for his reasons. You know, I get it. It's a little selfish. He's putting him for the team. But you got, at the end of the day, Tom, you got to call your players together. You got to say, shut up about, uh, shut up about, uh, about Le'Veon Bell. We we got game, we got football games to play, games to win, and and a championship to pursue. Enough. For sure. And um, we'll talk about week two in a minute. But um, if they want to win week two against the, the Chiefs, they got to they gotta get it together. Like I can't say anything enough. And Le'Veon Bell hasn't showed up still to the Steelers practices. And you gotta, you kind of just got to put it aside. You got to worry, like you said, worry about winning games. And uh, you got to put all that aside. You still have, like, 15 other games to, to win. And you need guys – Need to get it together. The Steelers really need to pull it together. I mean, if if they do not, and we're gonna touch on the Bengals uh, Ravens game in a minute, but if they're sure. not careful, the Bengals could sneak up sneak up on them and swipe that division all out of out of their hands so fast and make your head spin. Uh, and if and if it does happen, which I hope it will, me as a Bengals fan and a Steelers hater, I, I, I hope it will. But but I, I tell you one thing: if it does. I'll give my Bengals credit where it's due, but it, it was self-inflicted on the Steelers. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, they brought all of this. Whether it's not giving William Bell the money he wants, you know, Mike Tyler not preaching we before I. We there's no I in team with Le'Veon Bell and his selfish behavior. I mean, the team is so un- undisciplined and, and and is so corrupt. I mean, I mean, I mean. It's they're basically like Legos, you know. You have fun constructing them, and it looks nice and dandy and neat. All of a sudden, you construct them; they serve no purpose, and they sit up there and they collect dust. 
mean, and I get it, Le'Veon, but, but uh, come on, at the end of the day, you got to realize, what's going to look better? You cherry-picking the games you want to play because, ooh, look at me, I need, I'm Le'Veon, he's no Walter Payton, he's no Emmett Smith, he's, he, and, he's, and he's no Barry Sanders. And, and I get it, he, he's a great running back. But, but let's be honest, and, and Todd Gurley, listen, the Rams did it right. The Steelers, the Bell has to realize that the Steelers don't want to end up in last place with the Browns. They want to make sure they're, they're competitive from the years to come. So once Big Ben's out of there, they, they put up a decent, productive product on the field. They don't want to have a bunch of 2-14 and 14 seasons. They, they don't want it. And they, need, sure. and they need a quarterback. And with Ben Roethlisberger, it's it's like guess it's like guess who feels like retirement. I mean, gee whiz, it's like a game show with this with this guy. Every every week, you know, every other year, it's it's it's, it's do I feel like playing? Well, if you don't feel like playing, why the heck are you out there on the field? Shut up, and put in the work, and go out there and play. Enough. Yeah, for sure. And I want to touch on a little bit of week two on um, what happened on Thursday night. And uh, the AFC North is actually getting really interesting. So um, a lot of people giving, coming living in Baltimore, you know, a lot of people coming up to me um, from last week's win against the Bills, 47-3. to And a lot of people coming up to me and saying the Ravens are going to be something. Joe Flacco is an elite quarterback. He got 236 yards and three touchdowns. And then they come play Thursday against the Bengals at their place and then get smacked 34-23. A.J. Green getting three touchdowns, three touchdowns. That's insane against the one of the most defenses in the league for sure. Um, Joe Flacco, 32-55, and 55, 376 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Um, and uh, Andy Dalton with uh, completing 24 of his 42 pass attempts to 265 yards and four touchdowns, three of those to A.J. Green. Uh, I got to tell you guys right now, A.J. Green blessed my fantasy team. I got to tell you that right now. Yeah, he did, he did the Tyler, same for me. Tyler, see, um, so Brandon LaFell got cut from the Bengals not too long ago, right. and so I think it was an opportunity for Tyler Boyd to step up for the Bengals. Um. Yes, Tyler Boyd, as all know, uh, killed the Ravens, killed the Ravens' playoff hopes last year in the last game of the season. Winning touchdown, fourth and twelve, getting scoring the winning touchdown, and um, Tyler Boyd, I think, is getting ready to step up. Um, the Bengals do have a great receiving core, and I think Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, CJ Uzma, um, I think Tyler Efert, by the way, and um, I think they're receiving core is something is forced to be reckoned with, I think, in the AFC North. And um, the 2-0 start is really good. And um, I think bang- the Bengals are going to be a contender. Um, it's not crazy that if they win the AFC North, the Ravens are 1-1-1, and then the Browns and the Steelers that uh, tie. And so it's not crazy if the Bengals come away with the AFC North title. It's not It's not crazy with the performance they've been doing against the past couple of weeks and in that game against the Colts um, with that strip sack turnover. Um, I think I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the AFC. I, 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 that's, he appreciates the choir. AJ Green had a phenomenal game. 
Three. Let me read you his stat. Let me read you his stat line right here. I mean, a, I mean, AJ Green. I mean, they need to start calling him the Raven Killer because every single time I turn around, man, this guy is putting hurting on on the Ravens. I mean, gee, I mean, gee whiz. Let's listen to these st- five receptions, sixty nine yards. Nine man, yards. Yeah, that might not seem a lot. You factor in that three of those five receptions were t- were touchdowns all within the first half. Now listen to and listen to how how two thousand eleven AJ Green came into the league. This is his numbers he's put up facing the Ravens in 2011. 53 receptions, 186 receiving yards, and nine touchdowns. And AJ Green is one of five players in the history of the league with 200 plus receiving yards in a single game against the Ravens. He has 227. Jimmy Smith, look him up, of the of the um, of the Jacksonville Jaguars has 291. Isaac Bruce Look him up. Greatest show on turf, two twenty nine, and Odell has two twenty two, and AB eighty four. Antonio Brown has two thirteen. And these Ravens fans, well, let me tell you. And Andy Dalton, I mean, gee whiz, he has over three thousand five hundred passing yards against him and nineteen touchdowns in his career against the Ravens. And he threw four touchdowns and zero interceptions and, and threw two sixty five. I mean, these Ravens. I mean, and the defense played well too, making two clutch fourth down stops when he needed them. And Bates had an INT when that when uh, Carl's Dunlap, I believe it was, smacked Joe Flacco's arm, and it was and the ball was up for grabs, and he had that uh, interception, which we desperately needed. But DJ, let me tell you something: these Ravens and their fans. Okay, I don't want to hear now about you know the Super Bowl. Uh-uh, I don't want to hear none of that. You guys are up here. We're the Bengals. We're People expect us to be garbage. You're the Ravens. That's got two. That your first two draft picks in the history of your franchise. Or in all, I have Bust and have Gold Jackets in the Hall of Fame. And, John, right. and Jonathan Ogden and Ray Lewis. I don't want to hear. And, and yeah. the third one's on the way with Ed Reed, depending on if he gets in next year. Or not. So I want to sit up here and hear. Oh, you guys have done absolutely nothing. Since Super Buckingham brought it up in the broadcast, they, they have done literally nothing since the Super Bowl outside of maybe two playoff appearances. They've done nothing since their Super Bowl 47 win. And I don't want to see a pair here for Flacco. Uh, uh, maybe he's this. Uh, maybe Super uh-uh. No. That's 2012, okay? I'm done, okay? I mean, you Ravens fans, I mean, all throughout the – Jackson, I'm trying to tell you, all throughout the week, I'm hearing, uh, Ravens getting all stomp all over your bangers. Oh, 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 they're going to get the foot our Ravens. Joe Flacco, oh, Lamar Jackson, oh, they're going to oh, they're gonna beat up on, oh, 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 yeah, we're going to beat 47 to 3. Oh, 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 let's go, let's, I think we're going to sit on, man. We're going to both go Bills, 47 to 3. Yeah, play the Buffalo Bills, I'm crying out loud. Yeah. They win. I'm That's what I said. At home, Buffalo Bills go. People all get long. Oh, what are you smoking for drinks? Uh, come on, y'all two great short of a fruit salad. I mean, did it? Come on, man. Really? We go to Super Bowl. Did it? I read you the stats. I mean, they, every single time they play the Bengals, y'all get torched. And, and how short of a memory you guys have? Because if my memory serves me correctly, you guys were nine and six. Heading into week 17, winning, you're in the playoffs, 
a home game. It was like minus 15 degrees outside. Bengals had nothing to play for. Marvin Lewis on his way out the door. You got smacked around the field up and down. The Bengals, of course, do what they do best. They bungle the lead away. So they get the ball in the last minute of the game, fourth and 12 and 50 seconds left. Not AJ Green. No, 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 no. Not not Chris Collins from back in the day. No, Tyler Boyd. Boyd, Unless unless you're me or any other Bengals fan, wouldn't know know Tyler Boyd from from Tyler Lockett from the Seattle Seahawks. Fourth and 12, and Dalton throws a dot, a bullet to Tyler Boyd. He walks into the end zone and wins the game for us. And and send y'all home with no with no playoffs. And oh by the way, the Bills are the Bills are in there for the first time they've been in the playoffs since the Music City Miracle in '99. And, and I gotta listen to you Raiders fans talking about the big game. Oh jeez, up that 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 really bothered me. That 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 made me sick. And, and put that awful lousy performance. That Ravens secondary forty-seven to three. The Buffalo Bills defensive line stinks. They really do. It's really you good. could get a defensive line from a peeling team, and they would sack Nathan Peterman, who struggles with the forward, who struggles with the forward pass, who who has the physical incapability of of playing the quarterback position in a National Football League. I don't want to hear it. Forty-seven. You play a Buffalo Bills are crying out loud. I mean, and, 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 and these are two thousand eighteen Buffalo Bills. These aren't the nineteen ninety Bills with. With Thurman Thomas and Andre Reed and and Jim Kelly at quarterback, these are Buffalo Bills that that's got Kelvin Benjamin, Lashawn uh, Lashawn McCoy, and then Nathan Peterman. And oh, by the way, because we're caught between a rock and a hard place, yeah, we got the decision between this bum and Nathan Peterman and Josh Allen out of Wyoming, who I was never high on coming out of the draft. You know what we'll do? We'll have a quarterback that we got from the Bengals. Who has who has experience? Heck, has playoff experience. We played in a 2015 wild card game for the Bengals, and AJ when Andy Dalton broke his thumb in Week 15 against the Steelers that season. Has playoff experience. Won some national championships under Nick Saban, Alabama. Now let's trade him away for for a bag of for a box of, of dozen donuts. I mean, and you Ravens fans, oh, you guys are so tough to take all your. I mean, all, you all, you guys are vomit inducing. I mean, I mean, really, we're going to sit there and throw a parade and put Joe Flacco in the Hall of Fame, put that Ravens defense in the Hall of Fame over a forty-seven to three game against the against the hapless Buffalo Bills, the same Buffalo Bills who lost four straight Super Bowls, the same Buffalo Bills that got deked out by the Music City Miracle back in '99, and the same Buffalo Bills that 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 got absolutely manhandled by the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. And for sure, for sure. And not just the defensive line of the Bills are garbage. The, the whole entire team is garbage. Like, I'll tell you that right now. Nathan Peterman, everyone was telling me, everyone was telling me that living in Baltimore, living in Baltimore, everyone was telling me Joe Flacco was an elite quarterback. And you know what I say to that? What? No, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. He, no, not even close. For Pete's sake, and then he comes, and then he comes play the Bengals and throws two interceptions. He he, three hundred forty-six yards doesn't matter. I mean, he if, threw the, he threw the ball over fifty times. What else do you expect to happen? 
Yeah, it, it doesn't matter if you lose the game. It really doesn't. Throw two interceptions, you lose the game. Really, the Raven the people told me that Joe Flacco, the game of his life, he's going to be the 2012 Super Bowl 47 oh MVP. Oh, that, that is so tough. And they yeah. played the Buffalo Bills. They really, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They won't listen to me. The you, guys, you, guys are worse, you guys are worse than the Cowboys. I mean, Jay, oh. we, we didn't go to the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Get your head examined. Get off the weed. I don't care what. Oh my gosh, man. Get off. What is he smoking? Really? <laughs> Su- Su- Super Bowl after beating the Bills 47 to 3. What's next? You, you, you blow out. You beat the you beat the Buccaneers 60, 60 to nothing. All of a sudden, we're calling you a dynasty? What's next? Joe, Joe, Flacco, Joe Flacco throws for 900 yards when they play our Browns. First by Hall of Famer. Going crazy back all time. It's the Browns. I mean, you Ravens fans. Oh, you guys are hot stuff, all of you. And, and I and I can see why people like like our boy Brennan Dunn. He he and his and his father. I can see why. And playing other Redskins fans I guess, and the rest of the league for that matter. Hey, Ravens. I, I can see why. Finally, I've seen the light. I mean, I mean, you. Oh my God. He is one. He is in a category of five receivers who have had two hundred plus receiving yards in a game. AJ Green. Do I have to read you the stats again? Again, one more time. 53 receptions, 886 receiving yards, and nine touchdowns. And Andy Dalton has thrown for over 3,500 yards against y'all since 2011. And again, when the game was on, when the game and when the season was on the line, week 17, winning you're in at home. Fourth and twelve, the defense wet the bed. Case closed. <laughs> they really, they really did. They really did. The Ravens, Ravens fans are too quick to talk. Like Ravens fans, probably have to be one of the most annoying fan bases of the history of the National Football League for sure. Um, I feel like that the Ravens fans are better than everyone. Like I feel like I feel like they're better than everyone. Like no matter how bad they do, I feel like. They're better than everyone. Yeah. Like it's easy. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, before we get to our pick segment, let's go and talk about uh, Josh Gordon, who, in case you didn't know, got cut at the end. At, it got cut. Tonight. Not even, yeah. Right, not even an hour ago, got cut by the uh, Cleveland Browns. Give me your thoughts on that, real quick. Um, so um, Josh Gordon had a heck of a career at Cleveland, but um, I feel like I feel like there's they wouldn't just cut him out of the blue. I feel like there's something behind him being cut, and I feel like he's. I think I feel like there's something behind. Him being cut, he he really does have a promising career, but um, you he know, blew it because he couldn't stay off the weed, drug violations, injuries, and um, I feel like and hamstring injury, um, early in practice actually, he had a hamstring injury in practice, and um, he missed uh, three weeks of training camp in the summer, 
for counseling. And um, so, um, you know, I, I, I'm not really sure what's behind it, but I'm pretty sure I feel like um, someone's going to land Josh Gordon. I feel like, I feel like that's going to, what's going to happen. And um, so right now, uh, the Browns have Jarvis Landry, uh, Rashad Higgins, and uh, Antonio Callaway. And, uh, you know, so I thought Josh Gordon was going to stay, to be honest with you. Um, now, here's the thing. Here's what's coming up. Will Des Bryant join the, the Browns? And I'm going to say I'm going to say no. I personally I personally don't like Des Bryant. And, and Des Bryant showed interest in the Redskins. And when I heard about that and I was like, eh, I'm not like a huge fan on Des Bryant because I feel like he'd bring a negative impact to the team and every team he's on. So, um, you know, um, all I got to really say is uh, I, I hope I wish Josh Gordon the be- best of luck in the future. And, um, yeah, that's really all I got to say about that. I agree. I mean, Josh Gordon, he blew his career because of drugs and um, tried his best. What the Browns was like, you know what, he, he shot. I mean, it ain't, it ain't worth our time. I mean, I'm sorry, but. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, buddy, but hit the road, Jack. I mean, it's it's not really, it's not really worth it's not worth the it's not worth the headache, and it's not worth our time right now. I mean, maybe we can work elsewhere. Get Des Bryant. I mean, you never know. But I mean, I mean, so they gave him his coup de gras, and he has nobody to blame but himself. Nobody. Say that you can say that a thousand times. Really, really. Um. I I personally think I personally thought that Josh Gordon was going to be a, a pretty good receiver. He's he's always been pretty good, but um, you know, like you said, he his career to the drugs and injuries and stuff like that, and that's what happens. That's what happens. You know, you get cut from a football team, and it's never a good feeling to find out that you've been released from a football team, and you don't know not knowing what to do from there. But um, you know, I wish him the best of luck. I really do. Yeah, so do I. I hope the brother gets his life in the So, we will spend the last part of this great interview. I've enjoyed every minute of it. We will uh, spend this last portion of our interview doing week two picks. Uh, week two of the 2018 National Football League season. So, here we go. Go down through every game from the Chiefs Steelers is the first one that pops up on my screen, all the way down to the Monday night game between Seahawks and Bears. Let's get it started in the league where 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 they play for pay. Here we go. Uh, Chiefs at the Steelers. Chiefs coming off of a uh, an impressive win against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Steelers, again, like we discussed earlier, coming off of that tie on the road against the Cleveland Browns. Jackson, who do you have in this matchup? Okay, so um, I think I think I'm going to go with the Steelers. I think I'm going to come at the uh, close edge. I, believe, I think it's going to be 23-24 Steelers. And the reason why I say this is I think the Steelers are going to get their mind right from this game. They're playing the, they're playing the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a really, really entertaining game. But um, I think uh, the Steelers are going to pull it away and come off with a W that, for that week. Uh, I happen to agree. 
Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes, he played good um, last Sunday. Still need to see a little bit more from him. And uh, let's see let's see what he does against the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road. Uh, Steelers 2018 home opener. And uh, let's and I think Steelers are going to win too. Uh, if you would ask me to give me a score, which I don't like doing, but I'll give it to you anyway. Uh, I have to say Steelers... Steelers twenty four Chiefs fourteen twenty four fourteen. Uh, on to game number two. Uh, it's the Houston Texans coming off of a loss by one touchdown on the road against the New England Patriots. As they play their second straight road game of the two thousand eighteen NFL season. As they head to Tennessee, who got finished playing, a, that game was brutal. I mean, two, two, two hour plus weather delay, like the uh, thunder- thunderstorm delays, coming off of a loss against the uh, Miami Dolphins as the Titans make their home debut into in the 2018 season. Um, I think the Houston Texans are going to win. Um, Deshaun Watson, again, they came within a touchdown from beating the Pats. I believe in Deshaun Watson. I think he's a solid quarterback. Still got to get the rust stocked off of him because he did tear his ACL last year. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I think he is an underlooked uh, receiver in the National Football League. And I'd like to see that defense perform well against that uh, against Marcus Mariota and the Titans offense. I'm going to take the Texans by the score of, say, let's do 28-17. I would have to agree with you there. I I have the Houston Texans taking this one. And Deshaun Watson had that up-and-down game against the Patriots last game. And uh, I wasn't really sure – what to expect from him coming from this season, coming off, like you said, he had a torn ACL last season. But uh, I have Houston coming coming away with this game. Um, but if I was to say a score, it'd probably be 20 – it'd probably be 28 to 14, I have to say that there. So, I think Houston's taking it away, 28 to 14. Game number three, and this one hits close to home for you, with the Indianapolis Colts coming off of a loss with a blue – a, I believe it was a 17-point lead to my Cincinnati Bengals at home in Andrew Luck's return. They are 0-1 as they head to Landover, Maryland to FedEx Field and play the Washington Redskins on Alex Smith's home opener as a home debut. The Redskins' home opener, his home debut as a Washington Redskin. Jackson, give me your thoughts. Um, I, all I got to say is HTTR, man. I, I actually be attending this game tomorrow, actually, for a matter of fact. Um, Washington, I think Washington is going to take it away. I think it's going to be close, but uh, I think it's going to be 28-21. The Washington is going to take it away. Like I said before earlier in the episode, I want to see Alex Smith uh, take some shots around the field. Um, the I think for the keys to victory, man, is we got to contain Andrew Luck. Um, Andrew Luck is still a dangerous quarterback in my eyes. And we got to contain him like we like the defense against last week against Sam Bradford and the Cardinals. Um, we got to play like that. And, and the rushing attack is very important, too. So um, I think the Redskins are going to come off a 2-0 start and um, take away the, the Colts 28-21. to 
I agree. Uh, Washington Redskins and Alex Smith played, and Adrian Peterson looked like who I was not high on when they signed him. And Brendan had me, Jackson, wanting to do cartwheels and sombreros to the sky in the streets when they signed him in the last remaining weeks of the preseason. I said, I am. Not, I said, I said, Brendan, this guy is old and washed up. I am not going to go do cartwheels I mean, over fifty yards rushing. But, I mean, hey, we had Samaje Piran and. Um, we only had Samaje Piran back there and Kamari Bibbs, and then I was devastated when Darius Geis got injured. He had so much potential. Um, I was I was pretty devastated with that right there. But um, I mean, I think Adrian Peterson was smart. The two the two other the two other running backs we brought in was uh, Orleans Darkwall and James Charles. Um, I didn't think Orleans Darkwall or James Charles fit our offense. And I think James Charles would be the, probably the, the third on my list that I wanted to get signed because I, uh, James Charles, like I said, didn't fit our offense. And I think he's pretty injury prone, um, like we know from years past. So, um, And then Orleans Darkwell, I'm kind of on the fence with him. So I thought Adrian Peterson was our best look. And um, for, so far he is. So far he is. I think he is our best look. And our rushing attack is looking pretty, pretty dangerous with um, – Chris Thompson and Adrian Peterson and our O-line showed good too with Trent Williams, probably one of the best left tackles in the league right now, um, showing off against the Cardinals. But, um, yeah, Jai, what are you saying? Um, I think yeah, he hit yeah, all, all points. He did play a good game last week. And I think the Redskins going to go 2-0, and and I think they're going to pull away with the win. I'm going to say give him 35 to 28 you know, over the Colts. Game two, or not game two, excuse me. Uh, going to the next game, it's New York Jets and Sam Darnold coming out for that good, impressive Monday Night Football performance. He makes his home debut as a New York Jet up against the Miami Dolphins, who won a marathon of a game at home against the uh, Tennessee Titans. I think the New York Jets and Sam Darnold, are going to go two and zero, oh, and I think they're just going to win by the final score of twenty five to thirteen. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of hard to tell because the Jets and the the Dolphins don't like pop up. You know, they're not like one of those teams that just like oh they're like really good, but like. Right. Um, but if I would have the cheese, I think it's going to be the Jets taking away this game against the Miami Dolphins. Um, the Jets, I got to say, had a dominant performance. I didn't think they were going to be that dominant against the Lions last week. And uh, made me want to fall asleep. They really did. I didn't want to watch that game anymore. Um, Sam Darnold, first impressions of him, he threw a pick six his first pass in his career, and I was like, oh, not looking good for Sam. But um, as the game went on, he, he showed up, and he told him why he told him why he was a good pick for um for the Jets. But uh, I have the Jets taking away this one, like you said, going two and zero, uh, and I think it's going to be a score of twenty one to fourteen. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, and uh, let's go to another game. Philadelphia Eagles fly, Eagles fly, Lord. road to victory. And that's what I think the Eagles going to do. I think as they play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Ryan Fitzception, Fitzpatrick, he played a game of his life 
against that same defense that looked like a Pop Warner defense, to be quite honest with you, and shut down that that god-awful Atlanta Falcons red zone offense. We'll get to them in a minute and a little later on. I think the Eagles are going to come away with another win. Nick Foles again instead of Carson Wentz. Uh, I think the Eagles are going to beat the Buccaneers. Um, I think they're going to be about a final score of 35-17. to 17. So, um, Ryan Fitzmagic, Ryan Fitzmagic is what they call him. Um, I gotta say, it's week one. Not, not too excited. I mean, I mean, hey, you beat, you beat the Saints. Congratulations. Uh, the, the, Saints, the Saints made it to the divisional playoff game, so that, that does carry some significance. And they does carry some significance, but um, I think the Eagles, as as dominant as they've been. Uh, I think they're going to. I think the Eagles are going to take it away. Um, Nick Foles. Um, I still don't know how I feel about Nick Foles starting over Carson Wentz. But I mean, you playing it, playing it safe. I mean, hey, he was your Super Bowl MVP, right? So I mean, um, I think the Eagles are going to take it away. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, twenty-eight to seven. I think it's going to be twenty to seven. What can go wrong there? Um, the Cleveland Browns against the New Orleans Saints. I got the Saints. Let's just go quickly. Not even waste time with that yep. one. For real, I got the, I got the Saints here. Yeah, I, we, we both get Saints. Um, Saints. back to the Falcons and this this Falcons. I mean, gee whiz. I mean, can you not throw the ball to Julio Jones nine million? I brought this up in my first episode. I mean, can you not throw the ball to Julio Jones nine million times? I mean, everybody on the field. You know, and the coaches, everyone in the whole stadium, I did, everyone knew watching that game had in in Philadelphia and the state watching this. Everyone knew they're gonna throw to Julio Jones. I mean, it, 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 I mean, come on, Sarkeesian. I mean, I mean, really? And that red zone, and that red zone offense. Oh my gosh! Jeez, you have let's let me get this straight. You got Austin Hooper at tight end, Muhammad Sanu, a good little slot receiver from the Cincinnati Bengals. And you got uh, Calvin Ridley, a rookie, and then on top of a rookie out of, I believe, Alabama. Uh, and then you got, and then you got the best receiver in the game, Julio Jones. Really? You can't throw, punch the ball in the end zone, but a second straight time, you played the same team in the same stadium with, you know, less than stakes, but even still inside, you, you even got an illegal contact penalty to help you out, and you can't punch the ball in the end zone, and, and the Panthers' defense, they played well, held the Cowboys, that told you, Dak Prescott, I think, is very overrated, you know, Cole Beasley, uh-uh, I ain't putting no, 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 no way. I, I think the Panthers gonna Panthers going to win this game by a score of 21-14. So, um, I think I think um I gotta I gotta tell you here right now um for at first I think it was a little hard game to predict um but I think I think at the end of the day the Panthers still one of the most dominant teams uh Cam Newton like who can go wrong there Cam Newton one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the league right now uh Christian McCaffrey uh very very talented running back and they have a good receiving core. Um, I think the Panthers are going to take it away. Uh, I believe twenty-eight to seventeen. Chargers Bills. The Los Angeles Chargers coming off of a home loss against the Kansas City Chiefs as they go to Buffalo and play the hapless Buffalo Bills. 
Uh, let's just go quick with this one. I mean, G. Wiz, I'm taking Philip Rivers over uh, Josh Allen, who I believe overrated again. I'm sorry. Uh, out of Wyoming, who, what, yeah, fuck the same thing. What Hall of Fame quarterbacks have come out of Wyoming? Let me hear. Uh, the Chargers going to win this game. I'm going to say something, you know, just throw this out. I'm going to say 52 to nothing, you know, just for the heck of it. Nothing, eh? Just for the heck of it. Just to have a little fun. Why am I still calling the San Diego Chargers? I'm still mad. Yeah, it's it's forced to, for to happen. People will never look at them as an L.A. team. Anyone who's, you yeah. know, will always look at them as the Los Angeles Chargers or the San Diego Chargers. Continue calling the San Diego Chargers. But um, L.A. Chargers, um, I think they're going to dominate the Bills this game. Um, I just don't see how – I don't see a, a a beam of sunshine for the Bills right now. It's very it's very cloudy, and there's no rays of sunshine coming in for them right now. So um, I agree. going to be very dominant right now. I think Chargers going to be very dominant. And if I had to guess the score, probably, it probably I, I'd be a little more lenient and say 28-3. Yep. Uh, Vikings versus Packers, Aaron Rodgers. It's questionable for tomorrow's game. But uh, let's just pick this game assuming he plays. And Rodgers put on a good performance last uh, – not good, a great Hall of Fame caliber performance, but not Bar Star 67 Ice Bowl, uh, Chris Collinsworth, okay? Uh, he put on a great performance on uh, last Sunday night. And, uh, again, it was the Vikings that injured him uh, last season. They kind of put that Packers season in turmoil. And uh, I think – and Kirk Cousins, I get it, but I need to see a little bit more from him. Packers are at home. I'm taking the Packers by the final score. I think it's going to be 20. I think it's going to be 31 24. See, this is where I'm going to have to disagree with you because I think I'm, I think the Vikings are going to take this game away. I think, um, the Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is questionable for if, if he doesn't play. If he doesn't play, I totally agree with you. I'm picking this, assuming he's going to play. Assuming, yeah, uh, so, um, Kirk Cousins, I I feel like that the Vikings are still a dominant team, and I think I think um, the Vikings are going to take it away at twenty four twenty three. And here's why: um, this is going to be very very close. And assuming that Aaron Rodgers plays, I still think that he's going to lose. Um, who knows what that knee is going to do? I can't really say anything. If he plays, assuming he plays, we'll see what that knee is going to do. Um. I mean, hey, um, but I think I think I have the Vikings winning by one point. I think that's what it's, I think that's what's going to happen on Sunday. Yeah, on uh, Nick, I I disagree, but you know, I say, he's a bad man. Let me tell you, um, 49ers and Falcons, their home opener against the Detroit Lions. Did I say Falcons? I meant Lions. You said the, uh, yeah, yeah. It's caught myself. Um, Detroit Lions, who made a complete fool and met Patricia. I'll tell you one thing. Bill Belichick, he might be the greatest coach of this generation. His coaching trees are horrible. I mean, Josh McDaniels, Romeo Cornell, Charlie Weiss, you know, yeah. none of those. Uh, yeah, Matt Patricia, none of these guys are the right home about it. Sorry. Uh, 49ers, I think they're going to beat the Lions. Final score, eh. Let's go twenty one. Let's go twenty one uh, to seven. How about that? I think Jimmy G's gonna have a decent game. Like Matthew Stafford threw like like four interceptions, right? Like four. 
I don't have the shit in front of me, but he uh, he did not take his good good care of the football. Yeah, but uh, he threw like like four interceptions, which is like absurd. So, um, Lord knows. I, but I think I have the 49ers coming away from that game. I think Jimmy G is going to have a decent game that game. And I think the 49ers are going to take it away 35 to 28. Yep. On to Cardinals at Rams. The Arizona Cardinals coming off of a loss against your Washington Redskins at home. They got beat pretty handily. L.A. Rams coming off of a butt-whooping of their own. This time it's the exact opposite, beating John Gruden on Monday Night Football on the road. I think the L.A. Rams, I picked them to win their division. I don't think they're going to Super Bowl. I think they're a year or two away. Keep in mind, they did get shut down by the Falcons in the wild card game last year. Um, I think they're going to win this game by a final score. And that defense and Todd Gurley, woo! Um, I think the Rams are going to win the game by the final score of 32-20. Um, for sure. Um, the Rams have to be one of the most dominant teams. Four, four interceptions for Matthew Stafford in, in the game against the Jets, by the way. Right. But um, the Rams have for sure have to be one of the most dominant teams in the league. And, um, you know, I'm still kind of happy that the Redskins beat them last year, even though that was week three. But um, – the for sure, Todd Gurley, um, Jared Goff, really, he's impressing me. And the, their defense is shut down, lights out. And um, I think the Rams are going to take it away by a good margin of uh, 35 to uh, 14. I don't see Arizona winning this at all. Um, neither do I. Um, Broncos and Raiders. Raiders coming off of a butt whooping, like I mentioned earlier. Broncos beating the Seahawks pretty handedly. Think the Raiders are going to win. Get John Green's first win in over 13 years. Think they're going to win by the final score of, uh, let's say, 24-17. Um, I think I think John Green's going to come off with his first win with the Raiders as well. Um. Um, for a minute, I was kind of swaying on the side of the uh, the Broncos, but because um, of uh, Case Keenum performed solidly last week, um, no complaints from him. But I I feel like uh, the Raiders are going to pull it out, considering that I think they're a generally better team than the Broncos. But uh, I think I think the uh, the Raiders are going to pull it out, twenty four twenty one. On to the next game. I think this is the game of the afternoon tomorrow. Rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. This time the venue is in Jacksonville, Florida. And it's going to be between the 1-0 New England Patriots who beat the uh, Houston Texans at home last week by a touchdown against the Jacksonville Jaguars who shut down. Granted, they let Odell go crazy and Barkley had a nice little game. But scoring-wise, they shut down that Giants offense getting their first win of the season, and I'm going to take the Jaguars by the score of 28 to 25. I think the new – I think the Patriots are going to win this game. The Jacksonville Jaguars were – I think – the Jacksonville Jaguars barely beat the Giants. I'll tell you that right now. I think they barely beat the Giants. They, well, that's, they, well, that's because Blake Bortles is their quarterback. Yeah, keep that in mind. And and Fournette's going to be out for a little while, but I think that defense, Tom Brady is 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 in for something. Let me tell you. 
Uh, and then Leonard. Yeah, I also think that defense want to create a few turnovers and score a, t- score a few touchdowns. Leonard Fournette is going to play tomorrow, but um, right now he's questionable. So we'll see what happens with that. But I think the Patriots are going to come away with this win. But I think it's going to be really close, twenty-four. Uh, I think it's going to be really close, twenty-four to twenty-seven. The Sunday night football game on NBC. Again, for like the nine millionth time, it's the yeah, right. It's disgusting. Oh, gee whiz. I swear, if I got if I got to watch another Giants Cowboys Sunday night game, I'm a vomit. I mean, gee whiz. Eli Manning stinks. Old washed up. He needs to retire. Odell drives me crazy. I, I can't I can't stand him. Dallas Cowboys. Oh my god. Just their name makes me Jerry Jones. Oh get lost. Dak Prescott. Oh that coon. Oh god gee whiz. Uh, uh, he's so overrated. Ezekiel Elliott can't behave himself. Oh my goodness. Tony Rump. Oh my god. The team makes me want to vomit. Yeah. That alone it makes me pick the New York Giants over the Dallas Cowboys. It's going to be a very low-scoring game. I think the Giants are going to win by the score of uh, 17-3. But we'll think about this way. They, they both suck. So um, it's going to be entertaining in, in some way, you know. But, um, you know, um, Dallas, not not that good. Um, Dak Prescott is not showing me that he's that quarterback. Um, the Giants, I feel like they're regretting. Or not regretting, but I feel like in some Poor parts. They should have drafted a quarterback instead of Saquon. So do I. I. Let me tell you something. If the Jets end up a Super Bowl contender in twelve and during the twelve in this twelve year period, twelve to seventeen year period with a Donald, and if they go to Super Bowl or and or win a Super Bowl, and the Giants have like eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine seasons for the next three years. Oh, I'll tell you something. They, not, they will regret it, and they will rule the day that they did not <laughs> draft. They, they, will rule, they will rule the day that they, that they did not draft Sam Donald. Not, not saying that Saquon Barkley is, a, is, is terrible. He's no, he's not. But at the end of the day, you can't build your franchise for the future if you expect to win with a running back because they're, they're disposable and they don't last that long. And I feel like Eli Manning is washed up now. I feel like his days are over as an elite oh back. I he, feel he, he, people who think he's in a hall. He's not. When I when I watch Eli Manning, I do not think I'm looking at a, at, a, at a Hall of Fame quarterback. I get it. He beat the quote unquote goat and Brady and Belichick twice within a five year period. But other than those two seasons, Eli Manning has been has been a complete has been a lukewarm average quarterback. I mean, let's be honest. Despite that, I feel like that the Giants will take it away, uh, 17-14. Yep, and on to the last game, Monday Night Football. It's the Seattle Seahawks coming off of the loss against the Broncos. Yep, there you go. Playing the Chicago Bears. Bears is Bears. their home opener for the 2018 season. It's the Seahawks' second road game. Second road game. And the Bears, who laid a complete egg and vomited all over themselves, letting Aaron Rodgers do what Aaron Rodgers does, come back and win. I think the Seattle Seahawks, this will make my brother Ian happy. Uh, I think they will win the Seattle Seahawks, that is. I know that Wagner's out. I know that Baldwin's out. But I would take Russell Wilson over over Mitch Trubisky any day. And with that, I think Sarah's going to win by a score of 24 uh, – by a score of 20, 24 to 13. 
Yeah, and for this last game, I didn't expect the Broncos to beat the Seahawks actually last week, which is kind of gearing me another way for the Seahawks. But um, I think the Bears have some work. They they really need to work um, some more. I guess it's the Seahawks team, so I think they I think the Seahawks are going to pull it out for by a comfortable margin. But um, if I had to guess, it'd probably be uh, twenty eight to ten. Twenty eight to ten. That's what I say. About the game. Yep. Uh, Jackson, any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? Um, I really don't, but um, I really don't. But uh, I hope we get to see a great week of football next week. The week one really, really made me happy last week. So um, mm-hmm. we get week two the same. And uh, yeah, that's all I gotta say. So, so do I. Um, I want to thank my boy Jackson for appearing on this. Well, I guess you could call this like a, a double dose of uh, the Amatel Like It TIA's podcast. As we got my boy Jackson joining me, our first guest we've had on the show. Um, yeah. if, you ha- if you haven't already, make sure to click the link uh, for ep- for episode number two of the Amatel Like It TIA's podcast that went up uh, hours of, uh, a handful of hours ago earlier today. I touched on the Serena Williams U.S. Open controversy, talked the Bengals and Ravens, and recapped the week one action. Uh, again, you can catch every episode of the Amateur Like a TIS podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and on Anchor.com or Anchor.fm, I believe that's the website is. I should know that. Um, bad job on my part. But um, yeah, you can check out every episode of that show on those sources I just gave you. We will talk to you next week, and God bless and uh, our thoughts and prayers and our hearts and minds with the people in the Carolinas and in Southern Virginia going through going through that uh, hurricane for the people that couldn't afford to or chose not to evacuate. Thousands have lost power and and a few, and there have been a few casualties. So, our hopes and prayers and minds are on them. If you're listening to us, they are hunkering down. We hope that we gave you a good diversion from uh, this storm, and and, uh, we hope you're taking care of yourself, and we hope you survive through this. Anyway, thank you, Jackson. Uh, Talk to you later, Um, America. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, God bless and have a good night. Take care.